Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So the women departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. This is the gospel of our risen Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Speak, Lord, for we, your servants, are listening. Speak to us again through a stone that rolled, a tomb that's empty. Speak to us, Lord that we might know and believe that Jesus is alive. Speak to us, Lord, for we are listening. Amen. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Alleluia. Oh, that never gets old. What good news, right? Such good news. This day, Jesus is alive. Oh, Jesus is alive. That's amazing, right? I mean, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, it's never too early for Jesus. And when it's dark, light is coming. It's the first thing we learn today. That when it's dark, light is coming. Have you been in darkness? Have you been covered by darkness, by gloom, by grief, by sorrow, by shame, by guilt? Darkness covers, but, well, the light overcomes the dark. Right? I mean, that, that's the story. The light overcomes the darkness. That's, that's Easter morning. Right? They, they had thought that they had put out the light. They thought they had extinguished it. They thought they snuffed out the light of the world when they hung him on a cross and he died. And they put him in a tomb, a dark, cold, wet, damp tomb. But do you really think 
the one who first spoke in the midst of the void of darkness, in the midst of the emptiness, before there was anything, the one who spoke and said, let there be light, and there was, do you think, a cross could put that light out? I don't think so. The light has come. This is Jesus. And because his light shines, the hope, the promise for you is that it will shine on you. That the the stone was rolled away and light burst out. And, And that promise means that all of the tombs that we experience in this life, the little deaths, that we taste, that we endure, that we suffer through, the the little pains, the the agony, the the death of our dreams, the death of our hopes, the death of relationships, the the death of of, of our our ruin, of of all the things that that, that hurt us and hinder us and stop us, all the things that, 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 that put us in the dark. Man, light shines out of the tomb. Amen? The light bursts forth because he lives. Because he lives, you will live also. That's the promise. That's the hope. That's that's what we stand on today. In, In the economy of God, it's important to remember that he died. Jesus died. Right? For, for theological reasons, of course, and, and for all things. But, but just for a moment, let's, let's remember that, that Jesus died and then he was raised. That's the way God's economy works. Dying and rising. That, that, that's the way your life works too, isn't it? Dying and rising. All of us experience death in this world, right? As we live, you're in the midst of the shadow of death. The little deaths we taste along the way. Often the the, the shadow, the, the, the shroud of death, of grief from our loved ones that have gone before us, that, that lingers on us, that gets its talon, talons in our soul and sticks to us. Dying and rising. T- today we declare that, that Jesus lives. And that in God's economy, there's always more living to be had. Always another life. Always, always. Life, life, life. Oh, you you know death? Guess what? Life is coming. That's the promise of Jesus. In the midst of all the things we endure and experience, all the little deaths, even the big deaths that we taste, life is the message of Jesus because he lives, because he 
lives because the stone is rolled away, right? If you were here with us on Good Friday, you learned or we talked about the fact that, that the Lord fights with stones. He fights with rocks. And today, his victory is completed with a stone that is rolled away. The, the victory of Jesus, that, that happened on Friday. That, that's where Jesus won it. Today is the the celebration, the announcement, the the proclamation. It's like when you win the Masters on the 18th green, but then you don't get to put on the green jacket until you're in the cabin. Today we're putting on the green jacket, amen? Even if we were delayed. And what does every good champion say after they win the championship? What are you going to do next? Well, I'm going to Disney World, right? You know what Jesus said? He said, I'm going to Galilee. Galilee was Jesus' Disney World. Huh? Here's what it means. You know what? I mean, Galilee was the the region, the area where he, he did most of his ministry. But do you know what the word Galilee means? It's a Hebrew word. You ready for this? You want to know what it means? To roll. To roll. The stone was rolled away. So life is yours. One of the last things Jesus says to us in this gospel is... Come and join me in Galilee, and I will see my brothers and my sisters there. That's his word to you today. You you, want to see God? Do you want to know God? Do you want to have an encounter with Jesus? Then roll away the stone. You can't. You, You can't roll away the stone. It's too big. Right? I mean, how, how many of us experience bitterness and, 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 and pain and agony and sorrow? And how many of us struggle with, with mental blocks that, that prevent us from joy, prevent us from happiness, things that we experience in this life that, that hold us back and hold us down? Man, if it were as simple as snapping our fingers, man, we would all have an amazing life, wouldn't we? You can't roll away the stone in your life. Only Jesus can. Amen? Jesus is the one that rolls it away. Jesus is the one that invites you into life. Jesus is the one that comes to you in the midst of your darkness and he shines his light, his immutable light, his light that is splendorous, his light that never goes out. Jesus shines his light on you because he rolls away the stone. So let's hang with him in Galilee. It's where Jesus is. It's what he does. He is the one who speaks life. So you can live. So you can live. Of course, for Jesus... 
Before living came dying. That's what Good Friday was about. I want to read for you the victory of God. It's from Matthew chapter 27. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to Jesus to drink. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold... The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with Jesus, keeping watch over him, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. The death of Jesus. At his death, it says that the temple curtain tore in two. That, was, that, that wasn't a curtain. It was a barrier. Right? In the, the temple, and maybe you know this part of the story, but in the temple there were, there were three uh, sections, and, and, and one of them, the, the most inner section, was called the Holy of Holies. And it was separated by this curtain that was 60 feet high and 30 feet wide, and there are accounts that say it was four inches thick. Think how thick four inches of a curtain could be. There's testimony that and it might have been a bit of an exaggeration, but they, they had to change this curtain uh, twice a year. Uh, and and it, it is said that it took 300 men to raise it into place. This wasn't a curtain, this was a barrier. And what it was a barrier for was inside that Holy of Holies, that's where the presence of God dwelt. That's, that's where the presence of God was. And it was, it was so significant, it was so important that, that only one day a year could one man enter in. Right? Think, think about that. The, the presence of God, so holy and so beautiful that only the, the, the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, could one man, the holiest man, the great high priest of the, that year, from the holiest people, the chosen people of God, one time could enter into his presence. It was a barrier. Because you and I weren't pure enough. Humanity is is too tainted to be in the presence of God. And yet at the death of Jesus, as his blood flows mingled down, as he gives up his spirit, that temple curtain is torn in two giving you access because the blood of Jesus washes you clean. You you can be in his presence now. 
And the, the way we know this is the, the first one that enters into his presence after his death, the first one washed clean was the centurion. Do you know what a centurion was? The centurions were the backbone of the Roman army, the Roman Empire army. But, but he was an officer of the army, but he wasn't an officer that went to West Point, right? He didn't inherit his orders as an officer. He would have been a, a soldier who would have been raised up from within the ranks. He was a master of death. The centurion would have been the one who tasted death and caused death. He would have been a hardened man. He would have been a, a man who, who, who certainly had skill and talent and all these things, but he, he was not to be messed with. Centurions were the real deal. Professional killers. And he's the first one who comes into the presence of God. Brothers and sisters, if he can draw close, thanks be to God, you can too. You can too. His light will shine on you. He'll roll away the stone for you. No amount of guilt, no amount of shame, no amount of your story that you're ashamed of and broken by will prevent you because you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and He is alive. Amen? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.